guys. Thanks for watching. This is Bob, and you're watching Sports. Here we got a new music studio. We got a little bit of a new setup. So bear with us as we go in the next couple of weeks. We're we're testing a lot of new stuff, uh, some new format, some new audio, all, all kinds of new stuff. So so thanks for joining us today. Um, we're talking about NFL 2020. We're gonna review the on what we got right because we're here to make predictions. We're here to talk. Um, and and we don't want to just be the talking head. We want to be the the correct talking head. So Steve, thanks for joining us today. Uh, tonight it is a Thursday night when we're recording, and we're talking about our 2020 predictions that we. You mm-hmm. know what video is coming next week, Steve? Right. Oh, the ever dreadful what we got wrong. What we got wrong because where we're, 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 we're Bob. Where Bob will just still brag about how he's right about something, even though he was wrong about something. Well, on my hand, it's going to be a very short episode. Um, <laughs> we're just going to post a picture of Antonio Brown and be okay. We do have. Oh, to move that's on. another one I should write about. What? There we go. We? Oh, oh, I'm not giving you ones as. Come on, stop. We're we're professional. Stop working on the document that we pulled up right now. When I. <laughs> Name one that I got right. I went back into our old previous shows because we do keep documents, we keep our predictions. And the one I saw that I was the furthest off on everyone else, furthest off on all the professionals, furthest off on everyone on our channel, and that is a running back, Chris Carson. Um, on our stats adjustment show where where we took our our preseason rankings, what did we? You know, we we kind of called ourselves out and said, I want to change this right now. We let ourselves do it. They said about Chris Carson patience and watching how he waits behind the line and then explodes through the hole something that i have not seen from a lot of people in a long time mentioned mm-hmm. 34 vacated targets by mike davis carson with 20 2018 exceptions and said he's going to get a lose going to boost his fantasy value i said he's better than rashad penny helped that um and he has a pass catching skill set he was currently at the time ranked running back 21 at third round 11th pick I moved him up during that show, Steve. Do you know how high I moved him up? Man, I, I moved think you, him up I think you had him the highest running back ten. Right, you did. I had him behind Carryon Johnson ahead of Dalvin Cook. Um, so you know, <laughs> you gotta take the good <laughs> with the bad some, there. There is something to add to your. But he was also number eleven on my list. I have him like crazy, crazy. Um, but I moved Chris Carson from running back twenty-one to running back ten. He missed a game and a half and ended up running back eleven. Just four points behind number 10, who was Daquan Barkley. I had him right in that zone, um, four points away from nailing my prediction. Ed did re- uh, raise his receiving numbers from 20 to 47. Steve, I nailed the catches. Running back ranking, I was high. One else was low. Chris Carson in that preseason, seeing his patience, seeing his explosive run. What do you think about that? You know, it, hey, um, like the great Jerry Orbach said at the end of Dirty Dancing, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to let you get away. You know, I'm not going to let you get away with that. Uh oh. Okay, you can continue now. <laughs> well, um, I, I personally did not want anything of Chris Carson because I just thought that I, I, I thought that Rashad Penny was, was the better, um, you know, he had the draft stock. He had all the he had all the things going for him. 
and Chris Carson was always hurt in some way or another. And I always thought that he couldn't stay on the field. This year, up until up until the end of the season, he was proving me wrong. He was staying healthy. He was being dominant whenever he played. He he ran hard. You know, even even when he was injured, that what was it? That one or two weeks in during um, the middle of the season. Yeah, he powered he through. Was, he put up the numbers. Yeah, he that's still fine. If, if you want to get hurt numbers. at the end of the game. After you've already scored me 16 fantasy points, that is a okay. That is yeah, the perfect that, time to get hurt. It, you know that that's that's the thing. You just you know he he proved a lot of people wrong. He's been doing it for the last couple of years. But I gotta be honest, I'm still gonna be hesitant to take him high in drafts next year. I think it's really funny that you're knocking me for health because I looked ahead at your number one pick and take your victory lap on a guy with uh, tissue paper ACLs. Oh oh. Are you, are you really going to bring up Dalvin Cook right now? Well, yes. I mean, it's literally time to talk about Dalvin I, Cook. I, I, he, I know. He's, I know, he's I, literally I, I, up next in the document. I, 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 I know, but he only had the one ACL tear, and then he had soft, to, soft tissue injuries the following year because of the ACL because he came back, which, oh, hey, look, I was right about. I kept on saying the Vikings rushed him back, and lo and behold, they rushed him back because I kept on saying, and I said it all last year, when you come back from an ACL too soon, you run the risk of pulling a hamstring or or other stuff. And lo and behold, he did the same. This year, when we this year when he was full, I he came back fully healthy. He and I was like, he's going to be a top ten, top five. I even you even I I think you even got onto me for saying that he could be a top five running back. Well, I I always and, to, to be fair, I always believed in the talent. I always said he was a great player. It just was a matter of was he going to be on my team because of again injury risk. Well, you know he he proved he proved me right because I was like we, he just has to stay healthy. He just has to stay healthy. And aside from and aside from a couple of bumps and bruises that kept him out of a couple of games, which were as they said injury precautions, because look at what happened to that shoulder. That, that shoulder, no matter what. No matter if you're the healthiest running back in the league or if you have that injury prone tag, you know, that's gonna that's gonna injure you. Well, and you have to look at injuries for different tricky. things. I mean, soft tissue injuries are the kind of things that are gonna plague you throughout a career. A fluke but injury this, but he uh, did, a concussion he didn't have a soft tissue injury. We gotta move on. <laughs> All I'm saying is he he was he was a t- he he was a top five running back. I and I'm very happy that I'm very happy that Dalvin Cook proved me right because when we were making the top fifty veterans list, like I was confident that if Dalvin Cook stayed healthy, that you know he would be a top five running back. But I always had that in the back of my mind. Oh God, please don't let Bob be right on this one. Please don't let Bob be right on this one because it happens so often and. When we're talking about Bob being right, there are two in particular quarterbacks that I was right on this year. Do you uh do you remember any of that stuff going on there? Um, I think I was with you lockstep with the with the with your next two picks. Y- y- you might have been. Um, I wrote an article actually over the summer, and I the the purpose was I'm like, dude, I'm gonna rip on Dak Prescott. I am going to rip on the Dallas Cowboys and prove how useless they are in fantasy. And you and I proved that Dak Prescott is a really good quarterback. Um, <laughs> probably better for fantasy than in real life. But when I was writing this article... I, oh, 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 okay. I remember now. I was with I was with you on Dak Prescott, but I was on the fence about Josh Allen. That's what I remember. 
Fair enough. Um, I, in this article, um, I said Dak was going quarterback 17, and at that pick, you should take him every time. I said he was going to be a fantasy starter with true top five potential, um, which was laughed at by the fantasy community. He ends up quarterback two in most formats. Everything went right. As, as bad as the season was for Dallas, um, you know, the the ineptitude of Zeke Elliott at certain points and, and the, the injuries in the run game really kept Dak Prescott on his feet. Quarterback two, he will not be disrespected next season. And the second one, Josh Allen. He was going quarterback 21. I said on a show that he had top six potential because I looked at the stats and you know what? Rushing for quarterbacks is just not fair. It's just not fair. Now, when we talk about guys like Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, who can add a couple yards on the ground, um, excuse me, when you talk about like Dak Prescott or uh, some of these guys who can add just a couple, it's not a huge deal. When you look at what Russell Wilson is doing, okay, yeah, a couple extra points. Josh Allen adds so much on the ground that he's adding a touchdown and a half every single game. When I went and looked at the stats of his last four games of the 2019 season, I saw, hey, he has that potential. He could be a top 10. Going at quarterback 21, they were my two guys. I owned them everywhere. I said, everyone, please draft these two players. And guess what? Dak drafted at quarterback 17, ended up quarterback two. Josh Allen, quarterback 21, ended up quarterback six. Guys, you can find these players every year. You don't need to have Lamar Jackson. You don't need to have the number one player in every spot if you can find the value. And guess what? Lamar Jackson might be quarterback one next year. Probably not, but he might be. And you know what? He's going to be drafted way too early again. And there's going to be other guys you can find. One of them might still be Josh Allen. You might still get a discount on Josh Allen. You might still get a discount on Dak Prescott. So um, not only am I taking my victory lap, but I'm saying, hey, these are guys that looking forward, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, they're still going to be disrespected. And they're still have the potential of being top 10 quarterbacks in the 2020 season. Yeah. Especially uh, to improve up. Well, I mean. Dak Prescott, I want to see what happens with the with the new OC in Dallas. I want to see what happened. I want to see how he adapts with the new to head coach. The, yeah, with the new head coach. Yeah, um, I, I I mean, and I want to see if they retain Amari Cooper. That's another thing I want to see. He, um, and further, do you do you think Dak's gonna do you think Dak's gonna get a thirty thirty five million dollar contract? I or you, I think he might be in the twenty five to thirty range. I don't think he's going to stay for 25. I don't think he's going to have much of a choice. Um, I I could, uh, there are going to be a lot of Q, um, QB needing teams who will easily give Dak Prescott 30 million. But they have to be smart. They already paid um, some of their defensive players. They're, they're going to pay Zeke. It, it, they did pay well, Zeke. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, like that's going to start counting as against the salary cap. Um, and, and that's something you have to look forward to. I, I don't believe in mortgaging your franchise for a quarterback. Look at Tom Brady. I don't think Dak Prescott should be char- uh, getting more money than Tom Brady. You know, in, Tom, I mean, well, we're going to say Brady. in their prime. You got to also remember. Got to remember in the early in the in the early two thousands, all the way up to like three years ago, Tom Brady was taking massive pay cuts, restructuring for, every single season because he's a yeah. team player. And look what happens. Jerry mm-hmm. Jones knows. He knows what happens when he pays Dak forty million. It's no more Super Bowls. Not like I mean, you know. <laughs> relatively speaking okay um yeah. we're gonna move on now i call myself the tight end whisperer uh for for many reasons and we're gonna go and talk about a couple tight ends and i know you wanted to start it out so hey go for it talk about your your number one tight end here. i i uh, I, re- I remember when you and i went to go see the fantasy footballers live um in the summer yeah 
Yeah, very and, clearly. And re- remember how everyone was saying, stay away from George Kittle. Stay away from George Kittle. But I kept on saying, be confident with George Kittle. Be confident with George Kittle. Lo and behold, George Kittle was still a top three tight end. That everyone was saying, oh, his numbers will diminish. They did not diminish. The, oh, he, he's not going to have good chemistry with Jimmy G. He had excellent chemistry with Jimmy G. Uh, he was, you know, and, and he was, here's the thing. He was tight end two on the season with 180 fantasy points. That's behind Travis Kelsey with 205.8. So there, there's a gap. There's a 25-point gap, 25.8-point okay, okay. gap, um, averaging 12.9 a game over 14 games uh, okay that that's that's fair i thought i thought the numbers were a little bit closer to between kittle and kelsey to be honest no and, and but, i mean i'm gonna bring it up later between two three four and five is only nine points and between one and two is 25 wow so so, wow, so it that, is that's tough. just that, that man when we do our next veterans list like how far up is kittle i mean not kittle how far up is kelsey going to be on this list i'm just i'm just wondering now now, now, I mean, the the thing I think of, if you take, if you add those two games, that might be twenty four points right there, and that would make up the difference and put Kittle and Kelsey right next to each other. However, um, the thing I would argue, and and I guess I can kind of go into to my tight end picks, um, is not that he doesn't have value, it's not that he's not even really safe as a good pick. The problem is between one and two, twenty five points. Okay, between two, three, four, and five, there's only nine points, and you can get value again. Again, fantasy football is not a, a point scoring game. It's a value. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's literally a point scoring game. But you, you can uh, get the most when you get the value. You need to get players where no one else is taking them. And my next pick—that that is a hundred percent true. My next pick was an unknown, going undrafted in most leagues, heading into really into September after even after Hard Knocks. Gave him a nice little boost. That's going to be Darren Waller. Darren Waller scored 176 fantasy points and a half point PPR. Only four points behind George Kittle. And you could have him for free. Mm-hmm. And you could have him for can, free. Can, can, I, can, I tell you the cra- can I tell you the crazy story I told you on Sunday about Darren Waller? Yeah, go for can it. Can I tell our audience? Yeah, tell, tell now, okay. now, can we give a little backstory on uh, Darren Waller first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so, so Darren Waller... Um, was a player with Harbaugh. He played with the Ravens. Um, left football for to, to go to rehab. He had he had some uh, painkiller uh, addiction problems. Um, mm-hmm. Finally got clean, got sober. Um, really electric personality. Um, funny to say that he was a zombie on his last couple teams. Um, met John Gruden. John Gruden, you know he loves those stories. The NFL loves those stories. Hard Knocks loves those stories. He's got a camera in his face. He's going to uh, 12-step uh, meetings dur- during camp kept clean the whole season and was really in my eye the true comeback player of the year because we can talk about injuries we can talk about Tannehill being the comeback player of the year um because he had a couple bad seasons Darren Waller's life is the comeback player of the year and I think he's a little bit disrespected but that's a little bit on Darren Waller came back and he was tight end three on the season um kind of broken out of nowhere just a couple points behind Kittle four points um was the lead receiver on the Oakland team for Carr for most of the year. And uh, apparently Steve has a story for him that I don't remember hearing. <laughs> well, it was, it was when um, we were, well, just to, just to give context, I, I, you know, I talk about my dynasty league all the time. And, um, and we, and we had the five round draft and I was, and I was like looking for wide receivers. I had Kittle 
and I was like, okay, you know, um, you know, I really don't need to focus on tight end. But nobody, nobody took Darren Waller in the in our dynasty draft. And so when I when I realized, oh, Trey Burton, uh, okay, well, there's there's Darren Waller just sitting there on the waivers. Trey Burton, Let me fantasy pick... darling from last oh, year. Oh my god! Sorry, continue. Uh, yeah. So I picked up I picked up Waller, and I was like, well, it, you know, he might be just a good bye week fill in, it or if Kittle gets hurt, um, and and lo and behold. That by the end of the year, I was starting both Kittle and Waller in my dynasty league. I had them both going in my lineup, and both of them were just and both of them were just going bonkers. Absolutely, really good. Um, to put it uh, in perspective, 180 points each would have put them roughly at wide receiver 23, uh, 20, 21, 22. Uh, Diggs had 180, Gallup had 180. So. So that's okay. that's quite a quite a bit of value. That's a wide receiver three and a tight end one 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 star star star. Great. Yeah. So good stuff there. And and what I when you look at these guys, you get consistency. Tight ends. That's the thing about tight ends between tight ends and wide receiver. A wide receiver three will get you there sometimes. Put up zeros. A good tight end like Darren Waller is going to put up points every week. He had ninety receptions for one thousand three hundred twenty three yards and three touchdowns. Darren Waller can do better next year. 90 receptions for 1,300. I would pencil that in as a given. But three touchdowns from Darren Waller. You saw him on hard knocks catching those fades, you know, right over the shoulder, those basket catches. That can happen even more. Carr is a good quarterback. I think we did see that this year. I didn't. I didn't put him on the dock at all because there's there's a lot of bad football being played by Derek Carr. But he looked good at points too. And and with Darren Waller, I could see him getting six touchdowns actually. I could I could see I could see him getting I could see I, I, man over under over under eight touchdowns next year. I said six. Um, I think uh, six I mean, is uh, safe. Uh, if I'm if I'm gambling, I'm getting good odds, maybe eight, but I'm not going fifty fifty. All right, because I I really I really think that it, if properly utilized, he could be a red zone disaster next year. You know, like, not dis- but disaster in a good I, way. I, yeah, like, I I get what you're saying there. Okay, um, and that kind of brings us full circle here. ID Sports, we're talking today um, a little bit about uh, predictions that we got right. And the last one, man, as a player, I got it right. As a talent, I got it right. I don't like saying, you know, we don't know these guys. So, some fantasy analysts do know them personally. We don't know these players personally. Um, we have to rely on media reports, and we know how sometimes those are sensationalized. Um, but apparently, Antonio Brown really is a, a damn nut. Mm-hmm. And that uh, that's, the la- that's the last player I'm going to go with. You know, I made a whole video on uh, on him during the summer. I wrote a whole article. Well. Yeah, you know, we... You know, we we all thought that he would that he would do well, but I always said we have to be careful of the mental part. You know, because because that scared me so much. Because it, uh, because like when when reports were surfacing about the helmet, I was like, okay, now I'm really starting to get skeptical. Then another report came out, and I'm like, the Raiders are going to cut him. And then, and then, and then, lo and behold, I'm out on the Manasquan Trail, and um, and I and I get the notification that AB was cut, and like it, uh, it was... absolutely. Now, now, to be fair, we we can go over the story just a little stronger. Antonio Brown um, gets traded to Oakland, and I wrote an article saying he's going to be fine. And what I did was I took the stats of 
uh, away game Ben Roethlisberger, who's a traditionally terrible quarterback and all his very bad stats, and compared them to Carr, who is a lesser quarterback, but his career stats are better than Ben Roethlisberger away game stats. So I just said, you know, based on this, let's look at Antonio Brown's away game. It was sound uh, logic. It was it was, his, it was, it was a good, good article. Um, and I, I said, okay, well, when there there's away games, Antonio Brown's uh, isn't affected. He's still a really good wide receiver, and you should draft him. And based on yeah. that, I will stand by what I said. Um, we know with some of these stories, especially around hard knocks, you got to watch out about the television guys because – They'll, they'll put on a little show. They'll do their thing. But in the end, it's just um, we don't know. We don't know. And you were right you know, here. But, but, but you know, now now there's a warrant out for his arrest. Now you know. Now you know. If you make this mistake uh, next year, know. that's on you. Last year's on me. <laughs> this year's on you. Yeah, well, I am staying away from Antonio Brown, period. Mm. 16th round. Nope. Okay, I think you're a little crazy there. Okay. Um, <laughs> we, still got, we still got brothers on the other channels uh, throwing up Des Bryant round 16. So I don't know. I, oh I'm sure God. in some leagues uh, he might be worth that pick. But, guys, um, next week is the all-star game, which no one cares about. Um, so we can talk about No, well, no, the, I'm not talking about the, it. No, it, no well, this is I my mean, show. No. Well, okay, well, uh, hold on. Hold on. First off, it's this weekend. Uh, I always say next weekend when I mean the weekend coming. Okay. Well, who, 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 who are you, you going to take the AFC? I don't or care. The I really don't care. I will not watch the game. I'm going to say I'm going to say AFC 24, NFC 20. Sounds about right. I don't even know. I I don't watch the games. I love the skills competition. They should do what hockey does with the skills competition. I would love to just see quarterbacks hitting tires and running backs that sprinting. Would be, I I you know what that would be pretty cool. I know that they tried to emphasize it they last do, year, but it's not not what it should be. Like I want to see, like I want to know. I know in my heart that like Jay time. Cutler is probably the most accurate quarterback. Like like I want to see Jay Cutler just like shredding <laughs> tires and like in those you know you know when they dip the dip the tip and chalk and, and chuck it. Um, that is the fun stuff. That's what hockey gets right. Hockey has a whole night dedicated to just skills competition. They they run routes. They they can do a little zigzag. They can have. Um, you know, we, we have the technology set up dummies and, and measure force. What running back hits you with the greatest force, you know, stuff like that. Like, that's what I want to see. Advanced mm. statistics, advanced analytics, computer charts. That's what I want to watch. I don't want to watch. Come on. Or, or just, just have it just a street game. Just guys in Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. But, I, one thing, one thing I will be watching is for the two new rule changes. I, I don't, I haven't gotten a clear explanation on them but they're testing out two different rules and i and i might just watch a little bit of the pro bowl just to see how it goes because they're doing something different with an optional onside kick and they're doing something different for um they're, they're and i forget the other rule but i i do want to see i do want to see what happens with that well i'll give you two new uh rules for the game and those two new rules for the 2020 uh all-star game is you don't need to watch and neither do I. Guys, this is I-80 Sports. Steve, thanks for joining us. Peace out, everybody.